Welcome to the Corporate Caffeine Podcast. Today's episode is actually a recording from one of my recent live streams. I do these every Wednesday at 12.30 Central on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I'd love for you to join me there. Just a warning though, these are a little weirder and a lot more personal. So I hope you enjoy and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey you guys, happy Wednesday. It is corporate caffeine time. And so every Wednesday at 1230 Central, or I should say most Wednesdays, um, I go live to talk about topics around how do you fill out your potential? How do you fire up, um, you know, your influence and your significance in the business world? Um, It's so funny because I think I mistitled today's a little bit. And whatever, like who cares about that? Because what basically I'm going to dive into is um, a bit of randomness. And, you know, I mentioned the point of impact, but honestly, I realized I am going to talk about point of impact because that's been on my mind. I am going to share stories like I promised, but before we get to that, I actually want to also share some personal stuff um, and give you some tips in regards to what I've learned about this. So um, the first piece is that we are launching and have launched, but are launching and are about to launch lots and lots of stuff um, publicly. And I am so excited, but I was thinking, you know, telling you guys what it's taken in order to get here is probably pretty important. And hopefully that's um, what will benefit you the most. Um, so what are we launching? Like, why, why is this top of mind for me? Well, I have been promising that our podcast was going to go live since the beginning of the year. And the podcast has finally, finally, finally gone live. And I am so stinking excited I can't, I I just can't even. So um, please go check out Corporate Caffeine on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. It doesn't matter if it's Apple or YouTube or Spotify or whatever. We are out there. And so just uh, pull up Corporate Caffeine. We're bringing so much cool information to help you fire up your success and potential. I really think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to get lots of randomness, lots of behind the scenes. Um, I'm also going to be doing, convinced my husband to do um, a married to the business version. And so every so often we will do episodes where we tell the truth about what it's like to work with your spouse. And we talk to other married business owners and entrepreneurs and you know, just kind of share like what we learned because it is definitely its own unique thing. And we get actually lots of questions (laughs) about that. So we figured, well, we'll just go ahead and answer those questions. Why not? So that is so, so exciting. What else are we launching? We are going to be launching um, a small business program. This has been on my heart for years and years and years because we are a small business. And so it's, it's, painful if I'm telling the truth. When I speak to a small business and I know that they simply can't afford our services, it's not the right investment right now. And so um, Daisy McCarty, 
brilliant chief marketing officer who has joined our team this year after working and collaborating together for years has come on and she is leading that up. Um, she is scary brilliant, just, just going to warn you, but it's so cool. So I'll tell, tell you guys a little bit more about the details on the back end of this LinkedIn Live, but that is building a curriculum, building a platform, figuring out how to promote it. And we are going to be launching that in the first quarter. What else are we launching? Obviously, we moved into our new office. You guys have heard about that. It's so getting this baby up and going, getting people here and even launching new aspects of our business because now we have space to do it is crazy. We have a new podcast set. So you'll see that in a couple of months. So launching that. Um, and of course, um, my book, guys, this book is going to be the death of me because it's not come out yet and I'm done with my part. So just waiting on the publisher going through what is now the third round of edits and just waiting for them to get back to me. So I desperately thought it will go out summer and then it didn't and maybe November, October and then it didn't. And then I thought, well, sometime before the end of the year and now it's not looking like that. And so, oh. so, but lots and lots of launches. And let me give you a few timelines to kind of understand because it's going to feel like, holy cow, what is going on with the marketing blender and with Dacia and corporate caffeine? Like they, they just are getting stuff out the door. The book will be four years in the making. If you include the editing, the podcast, we started recording this um, end of January. So that is almost a year in the making. I'll give you some tips about that in just a second. Small business, I already told you guys that's been in my heart for years, but Daisy really started driving this forward six or seven months ago. Um, so it will have been, you know, 10 months in order to build that curriculum and launch the first and launch and fill the first cohort and that beta that we're going to be doing. It's not really a beta, but you know, we will learn and evolve based on, you know, what our participants say to us. Um, the office, <laughs> just so much stuff. So what I, what I, why I bring up the timelines is it's important if any of you guys follow Grant Cardone, he will talk about how, you know, if you think it's going to cost $10, 10, you know, 10 X that, you know, if you think it's going to take you, um, a, you know, a month or a year, 10 X that like, it's always going to be 10 times more than you actually think. And while it doesn't matter if it's three times more, 10 times more, two times more, the key is, is that understanding that that is going to be true. Um, you're going to put things forward and there's going to be things that you didn't know you didn't know. You're going to have to figure out there's going to be slowdowns. People are going to cancel. People are going to miss deadlines that you're counting on. Um, you're going to miss your own deadlines and your own accountability. You're going to have other things come up that are trying to interfere with that. And that is critical. It is absolutely critical that you get into a mind mindset where you are fine when things don't go perfectly. Um, when you are committed to that forward progress, even if it gets hard, even if it's not perfect, and that is absolutely critical. So thing number one, make sure you are okay with the fact that it's gonna take a lot more than you thought 
to get something significant across the finish line. Um, if any of you guys have ever read Stephen Pressfield's uh, amazing classic book, um, The War of Art, he calls it the resistance, that if you are launching something worthy, you will feel pushed upon and you will feel resistance to getting it across the finish line. And I could not agree more. I have experienced that so many times. Um, in my career, especially, you know, being on the creative side of things, you know, these last 15 years and man, that is so, so true. So, but in the seat, like headspace in the right place, <laughs> that is absolutely critical. The second thing is to find out what's really involved, right? And, and this is really, really important in regards to creating content, um, because, and I'm going to show you some fun examples here in just a second, but here's what I mean. What, one of the things that we did for the podcast is we put, gosh, we have a lot now, but it was our goal to, to launch with at least six to eight episodes, um, in the hopper so that we could create consistency so that we weren't just doing it for the moment so that we didn't accidentally just get busy and not be able to do that. Um, we booked, we booked guests. We still have so many guests on the book. I mean, we're, we're booking them. We're doing three, I think next week. Um, so you've got to maintain consistency and you, you know, and I highly recommend make sure that you are getting ahead of what it is and then learn the process, right? Like a as you're going into that before you commit to a timeline, understand what has to happen. So as an example, you know, get doing a podcast is not just about, you know, purchasing a microphone and, you know, listening to yourself talk or asking a guest questions. So yes, you have to figure out all of the technical, but you need to figure out the publishing pieces and the publishing pieces. You have to write descriptions. You have to submit different things. You need pictures or graphics. You need consistent titles. And those details can really trip you up in regards to feeling like you're making traction. So making sure that you know. With the book, this is another great example because, um, you know, inside of the book, and I'm going to share my screen here, um, inside the book, there's graphics and there's layouts and there's book covers. It's not just about um, you know, what we're wanting, what I wanted to say in this. And so there's so many other details. And so let me share my screen real quick. Let's see, not the entire window. That will be a little overwhelming to say the least. Um, oh no, it's not going to let me share my screen. Okay. Well, Okay, after this, you guys, I am going to be posting um, some pictures of what this of what the book looks like. So I will have to get back to you. And I'm also going to be asking your opinion about if your favorite book cover. So make sure to keep a peek out for that. But we've got graphics. I mean, Eric, Eric, our creative director, created 18 pages of graphics for me in order to add a visual element to the book. And I have learned so much about the publishing process and about the length of time that it goes through. And so you've got to be committed to all of the details of what it takes to get something live. So I think that's really important. A couple other things I wanted to provide to you. Um, consistency is absolutely critical. LinkedIn just launched or is giving access to LinkedIn Live to most people, most businesses are starting to do that. Um, consistency, consistency, consistency. That wins the day and also progress over perfection. You guys, if you are launching something and this is the first time that you're putting it out there, 
Guess what? Progress over perfection. Go ahead and screw up. Do not overthink things because right now, babies, y'all are invisible. I am invisible, right? Like now is the time to screw up. My first couple podcast episodes, hopefully we will eventually have a lot of subscribers. But guess what? On day one, how many do we have? Zero, zero, right? So my team is now subscribing. My friends were now promoting it, but it's going to take a minute for that audience to populate. Go make your mistakes. Get it out there, learn, smile, win or learn, but make sure that you are launching. The other thing is that the closer you get to launch, you are going to start rethinking different things about what you're putting out there because you'll start to feel vulnerable. I recently did this with my book where I wrote a branding chapter. There is endless, endless amounts of information on branding and some really, truly incredible incredible, incredibly smart, talented people talking about it and having opinions about it. So trying to create my own point of view around brand in a single chapter or not an entire encyclopedia was very intimidating. And sure enough, you know, I am in the 11th hour of this book, supposedly in pretty much past any point where I can really dramatically change the content. And all of a sudden I'm getting so nervous about the branding chapter, so nervous that people are going to criticize it, so nervous that I got some mini semantic wrong. Um, and, you know, it really made me want to slow that process down. Not appropriate, not appropriate. If you're going through the proper process, um, you're just going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and, you know, with the fact that things are not going to be 100% perfect and it's okay. Um, you know, a client of mine, um, he is launching a really cool podcast and sharing with people um, tips on wealth creation. But what's happening is he's going back um, and second guessing why we made certain decisions, uh, why we named the podcast a certain thing, um, why we, you know, a lot of strategic decisions don't do this, you guys, because it is that resistance pushing on you, like making you feel nervous about, you know, the things that you have decided. Once you check the box, once you cross that line through and you got it off of your to-do list, it's off the table. It's off the table. It is time to leave it off the table. Do not put it back on the table. Do not say, I want to just look at it one more time. And we see this over and over with people relaunching a website, relaunching a brand, changing a name, launching a new division, launching a new product, any sort of launching and creation, people will rethink their decisions. Do not do that. Yes, take the time, the intentionality, the pre-planning, shake out all the bugs, tap the smart, important people in your life to help you. But once you and those smart, important people have you know, done due diligence to work through your decision-making, it's off the table. Leave it there, right? And move forward. Do not look back. So super, super critical. Um, that is probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give you in regards to just launching things and getting them out there and into the world. And the final piece is just be brave. Just be brave. Like, don't be perfect. Just be brave. Just do it. Um, I am a huge, and you guys have probably heard me say this before, but I'm a huge believer that we all have spiritual fingerprints, right? That 
between our experiences and our backgrounds and our points of view and our family and our learnings and our giftings and our education and our and everything that has made up our individual lives, there is no one past, present or future that will ever be a carbon copy of you. No one can ever provide the ideas that you have, think the thoughts that you have, have the voice that you have, make the difference that you have. You are important and you cannot be compared to anyone else because you are unique. And so launching things and putting yourself out there is incredibly important. It's important to your own heart and to your own legacy and to your commitment that you should have to yourself to go big and to be all in on your life. And it's important to the people that you are called to serve and they might, you might not even know who those people are, but you need to do that. So I just really, really want to encourage you around that. So I know that was a little bit of a distraction and it is not exactly, um, I didn't exactly follow through on what the title of this one was, but I did want to share that because there's just so much content creation going on there out there. But I, and I oftentimes see people launching, starting and stopping and not actually releasing it to the world. And so just do it, as Nike would say. Okay, so there we are on that. So back to the main topic, how to know what to spend your time on. I feel like this is a good way to kind of wrap that up and also share some conversations that have been happening. Okay, so what I had committed to talking about today was um, how to know what to spend your time, attention, and your money on in order to get results. Now, you can apply these to personal projects as well as um, marketing projects or organizational projects. But specifically, I'm going to share a little bit with you about growing revenue and sales, but the principles are still the same. So number one is you've got to take a step back. Like what I see too, too often is people get really obsessed with a, with a tactic. For instance, should I do a podcast? Okay, how do we know whether you should do a podcast? Whoop. You pan back and you think, who am I trying to reach? And... What do they listen to? What are they influenced by? What are you asking of them? And is the podcast then one of the best ways to reach them? So you reverse engineer, you begin with the end mind of what you're trying to accomplish, and then you match your the things that you want to focus on to that pathway, to that decision um, criteria basically is what it is. And so that's what you should be thinking. So that's one way to make sure that you're looking at tactics properly is to zoom out and understand that marketing tactics or communication tactics, they are meant to distribute a message. What is that message supposed to accomplish? Who is that message is who is that message meant for? And what is it supposed to, how is it supposed to resonate? And then make sure that's being distributed appropriately. So that's that's one huge, huge piece in regards to that. The other one is um, if you are specifically thinking about revenue growth, you've got to be thinking about um, where are the biggest opportunities and where are the biggest challenges that you have that are standing in your way to achieve that. So the other day I was talking to a prospective client and um, I had presented a number of digital marketing insights 
all great and fine. He's on board. He's like, okay, I see what you're saying. And he says to me, are we only going to be focusing on, um, on digital marketing because what we need is sales qualified leads, not marketing qualified leads. And, you know, and he goes into um, more of his discussion on, on their goals. And it was such the right question. Like, I loved that. And I really hope we get to work together because it, that alone indicates, you know, the kind of great collaboration, the kind of relationship that can breed true growth because it is highly collaborative iron sharpens iron. Um, but the reason that was such a great question is because it wasn't tactically focused, it's outcome focused also. Um, and the other thing is that different tactics have different points of impact, right? And so when you're talking about growing revenue, especially if you're trying to accelerate revenue growth, you have to look at it from a system standpoint. It's just like a machine where each cog and wheel has to be aligned because each one is moving the next one forward. And if any cog blows or any part of the system breaks down, the whole system breaks down, not just that one thing. It just throws everything into chaos. And so you have to take a look at the whole machine and say, okay, if the machine is not creating as much output as you want, where diagnose where in the system is it really breaking down and what do we need to fix first? So when we're looking at that, when you're looking at a business development system, what does that look like? Okay. So the system of course is cradle to grave. It is how do people become aware of their problem and that you solve their problem and then extending it all the way through to you got a new customer, right? So awareness of their problem. This is pre-awareness of you and your brand and your solution. So awareness of the problem all the way through to them becoming a customer. Technically, you can extend that into deepening that relationship and referrals and client delight, but we're going to just start. We're going to end at the invoice for simplicity's sake today. So if you're looking at that, where are the points of impact for that marketing and or sales, but your business development efforts need to hit. And this is about balancing getting results now, as well as planting seeds for getting results later. As I mentioned, you know, that book took me four years in, or I mean, four years, by the time it comes out, it will have taken me four years and it will be the right work. And it should create exponential value for the world and for our business. And it was the right thing, but I had to decide and I can't wait for four years for that to come alive just because it's part of our marketing plan, right? We need results. We need to stay alive right now. So what does that look like? Okay. So if we work backwards to forwards, making improvements and optimizations at, as close to the point of sale as possible is where you get the biggest impact. I have too, too, too many companies come to me and say, we just need lead generation, lead generation, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen. And most people don't really understand what that means because lead gen is not a magic wand. You are not, you're not saying they're qualified. You're not saying when they can buy, how much they can buy. I mean, nothing like they're, it's just this random catch-all for what every business owner wants out of their marketing is lead gen. But so many problems happen if that is not put into proper context. So if you need short-term and you want short-term significant impact, you must focus on late stage 
sales development. And so that means messaging and choreographing your customer experience so that it is easy to say yes. It is easy to tell the truth. It is easy for your prospect to get educated and they have absolute clarity and confidence in you and they are avoiding buyer's remorse, or if they have potential buyer's remorse, they're being honest with you about it so that you can guide them through. So you've got to look at how can we get more wins? How can we improve our win-loss ratio? We've also got to look at can we accelerate our sales cycles? The answer is yes. I very, very rarely see a truly time optimized sales cycle. And guess what? You can have impact on how quickly buyers move things forward. Not every time there are, there are certain bureaucracies, certain consensus building activities that have to happen, maybe certain buying cycles that they are on where they cannot give you a yes before a specific amount of time. However, in general, you can make sales pipelines much more efficient because too often people park um, in the messaging portion of building trust and the client doesn't really want to stay there. They want to know that you can do the job and they want to move forward in their decision-making process. They don't really want to talk to you about you <laughs> for as long as oftentimes we give that information. So making sure that we've got an efficient pipeline. We also want to look at the quality. So, um, unqualified or low quality leads, you know, humans that this is not the perfect fit for them or for your company. That is a massive, massive time suck of your sales team's time. It is distracting because it can accidentally lure you to change your offering or to constantly try to be tweaking your message for somebody that's not really a right fit. So they are definitely potential landmines um, in regards to your focus and your discipline and and just sucking out all of the opportunities for how do we really create um, increased revenue and increased value for our customers. So you've got to be ruthless with qualifying better and qualifying early. And then on top of that, then you take those qualification criteria and that, that process for making sure that uh, you know prospect is being guided well all the way through. Then you apply it to your marketing. So we say, okay, poor quality leads are coming in, what can we do to change that? There's got to be high accountability and high clarity in regards to that transition and what's happening when something comes from marketing and is, and is given to sales. We see a massive gap consistently, you guys, consistently across industries and markets. And that is a major, major waste of money, major waste of opportunity, major slowdown in revenue, um, revenue growth. So huge, huge problem. Now, once we get back further outside, now marketing can impact all of this, right? So it is sales enablement, if you want to call it this, but marketing can and should have an impact on this. And you need, if you, if everyone is aligned around revenue growth, we need to be thinking about the total potential points of impact, not just the marketing points of impact, right? Okay. So then when you pull it back, now we have loads of them as long as we're asking the right questions. Targeting, going deeper and wider with existing clients, optimizing your list, building a larger list, building an audience space. But the further away from the point of sale that you are, the longer the runway is 
before you see results. Sounds really obvious, but we don't think like that. We don't always think logically when we are hungry or when we are frustrated or when we are disappointed or when we wished we had seen results yesterday. So you've got to be really practical about the fact that you're planting different types of seeds. Some seeds will bloom and harvest in three months and some seeds will bloom and harvest in three years or 10 years. But you really have to be planting, um, you know, a well-balanced um, garden of different tactics that are going to nurture and produce different types of results at different points in your business timeline. So being really clear about that, making sure you have a super healthy marketing mix, a really well-blended one, and that you have a very good idea about when um, and why you're focusing on those and what you need right now. So you have to look at your business development system. And if you have optimized certain aspects of your sales pipeline, um, find which ones you haven't. So always wor be working and looking for op optimization opportunities for current opportunities. And then in addition, what seeds do you need to be planting and reverse engineering so that you are nurturing tomorrow's pipeline as well and making sure that it's the highest quality possible. Um, so I hope that helps. I know potentially it was, um, hopefully it wasn't like a lot of marketing jargon. I don't know. But what I do want to you to take away from this is looking at the total journey, right? And so I'm going to turn this personal a little bit. Um, you know, along the way on my, on my business journey and, you know, my revenue growth journey with my firm, you know, I have lamented or been stuck in a place of someday, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow, when this happens, if this happens, you know, when I finally accomplished this and just this constant painful living in the future type of scenario. And one of the big lessons I had was don't hate the journey. Like the journey is the thing like success is the journey and success is either every moment of your life because you are breathing and you are winning or learning or it is someday. And guess what? If it is someday, someday is not today ever, ever, because you've already created a mindset that's like that. And this applies to revenue growth and business growth. It applies to team building and to culture. It applies to personal awareness, personal growth, personal wealth, but the decision that you're making right now about your success is already defining everything that you will get in the future. And so whether you're looking at marketing or whether you're looking at personal journey, you need to be looking at it as an entire journey. Like, you know, even the Bible talks about, you know, man plans his steps, um, you know, but the Lord guides them. And so we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. So yes, you, but you, you know, you need to put your best plans in place, but also recognize that at every single moment, every single today, you're going to be adjusting and listening and learning and evolving. And that's appropriate. So maintain um, a point of view, a longevity point of view so that you are preparing for tomorrow and that you are planning, um, but that's so but so that you can live in the today and so that you are already a recipient of success and thus you can be, um, you can learn how to receive more success 
because you've been planning for it and not hoping or praying for it and living in a really miserable place of, you know, just constant, almost so close frustration. And I've been there, you guys. So I don't know if I'm making six, making a whole bunch of sense, but, um, hopefully whoever needs to hear this will hear this. And that is the key. Um, so balance your points of impact across the timeline. Make sure that you are doing um, both long-term and short-term things. Be very, very careful not to, you know, accidentally shut off the sales points of impact because you have a marketing problem and vice versa. If you have a sales problem, be very, very careful not to say, oh, this is sales. We don't need marketing's help over here because we should be aligned and those points of view should be 100% Um, woven together into a total business development system. So there we go. Okay. I'm going to put a whole bunch of links in um, below. So I hope you will subscribe to the Corporate Caffeine podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I would love, what should we be talking about? What do you want to hear? If you want to nominate somebody to be on the podcast, please send me that message. I would love to have additional guests. Um, this is live. So, you know, if they ever in downtown Fort Worth, that's what we're looking for. So come on by or give me, let me know that you're in town. Also going to be linking the small business cohort that we are rolling out. Daisy and I will be doing a LinkedIn live to discuss and chat what that's going to be. But basically for any small business folks, Um, that are really just starting to launch into marketing and don't want to waste money, don't want to increase their risk of going out of business um, or doing the wrong thing or losing opportunities. You have a chief marketing officer literally doing it with you, walking alongside of you and how to build your marketing plan, how to build the perfect message, how to make sure that you are really building a strong marketing foundation for a long-term success. It is going to be so excited. I'm so, so excited about getting that live and about um, the businesses that are going to come through and what they are going to experience and how it's going to change the trajectory of their business. So if you know of anybody, um, take a peek. There's going to be videos on the landing page and all sorts of information, including pricing information. We do not pull punches around this. This is just standard business information. And so please make sure to check those two things out and then um, weigh in on your favorite book covers and uh, keep a look out for some additional social media content from me so that you can help me take a couple more things across the finish line. So thank you, everybody. Love to you and um, onward and upward. Bye.